Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV and the Red Men podcast. I'm Paul Machen. Chris Pajak joins me and Ross Chandley as well. Yeah, we Shock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're bubbled um, up, innit, lad? Yeah, we're, well, we're very nicely, com- comfortably bubbled at the moment, so it's great. Um, yes, we'll dive straight into it. The, obviously, we're going to be talking about coping without Virgil van Dijk. <sighs> Yeah, just um, in life, not even footy. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I got, I, I was looking some photos of him for a thumbnail before uh, yesterday, Getting and it just sad. made me really sad. <laughs> just got a bit like I didn't realise oh. he was my rock. Yeah, <laughs> just in life, my constant. Yeah, absolutely. I think he could be, he could be the, the fourth in this bubble. He's not going anywhere or doing anything, is he? he could, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think he'd want to be. That's the thing. No, that's yeah. a shame. Like we would want him. You don't to know be. that until you ask. Though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, kick off questions this week. I asked on questions. Twitter. Questions. No. Mm-hmm. I asked for non footy. Um, but Christian G, who's Christian G00, um, clever, um, on Twitter, because it removes the ability for me to say that, oh, it's the. What if just goo? <laughs> Christian Goo. <laughs> It might be, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, sorry, but got a good footy one. Uh, we are given a penalty in the 90th minute of the Champions League final of this season in Istanbul. Senseless pattern. Um, the result, <laughs> Sounds like a Dave Gill question. The result is nil-nil, but a current Premier League referee has to take it. You can choose one out of Coot, Atkinson or Moss to take it. Moss. He'd fucking eat the ball, wouldn't he? I just think... I think he cared. He'd care about scoring it. Yeah, I for don't... his own self-importance. Yeah. Whereas the others, I don't feel like would. I think the others would just properly screw us over for being Liverpool. <laughs> it's a good possibility. Are they all like that though? Probably. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I realise I've not even. I've just. I've just googled what David Coote looks like, and I'm, I realise I'm falling foul of the pre-money ball era of judging people, but you know, in terms of sporting ability by their looks. Does he look like a Tory? He, well, the all referees do in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> don't they? Um, Tories are sex pests, like, but the um, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that some of them may or may not look like, and I'm not going to name which ones do or don't. Um, but but on the subject of David Coote, um, <laughs> he uh, he looks he does look like. Show me. Um, he looks. I have choose enough. your next words carefully. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He looks more athletic than Martin Atkinson, is what I'm what I'm driving at. And then just, the school buses. just to remind myself, John, we're going with John, with John Moss as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I John Mar- Moss- Mar- Mossy, as he's now oh, called. Mossy. <laughs> oh, Mossy. the monster. He's now gonna, he's basically going to take one like Julian Dix. Yeah. Because you don't have to be fit to take a penalty. Well, he's 50 years old, Chris. Yeah. So true. even if he wants to take one like Julian Dix, he's not going to generate the power anymore, is, the, is a concern, because that's the first thing that I goes. I don't know. Mossy's right boot. Ah. I don't know. It's I, famed he, he, in d- the corridors of Cassidy Pajak. David Coote isn't as well backed on the old on the old Wikipedia, so I don't know as much information about it. It's basically just got a, a career. It says he started refereeing as a sixteen year old. Says a couple of places he refed, and then basically talks about the mistakes that he's made. Yeah. Um, to be fair, like if he was on the VAR or refereeing at the same time, he'd give it whatever, wouldn't he, Coote? Yeah. Doesn't it matter if it crosses the line? He'd still get his fucking in- computer out and oh. say it and say it went in. Yeah. Well, it's hang. This is saying he's 65. That can't be right. That's definitely... That's, that's, def- that's a different David. Oh, no, it's his cricket. Oh, it's his dad. I, I see. Right. So he's probably quite young if that's, if that's the case. Um, I'd probably go with 
Goose. Uh, I can't after this weekend. No, no. So you go and Atkinson. Atkinson Moss. The Mossinator. The Mossinator. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Um, and Liam uh, underscore Lee Ghoul ninety six underscore asks, uh, and I, I imagine one of the people in this room will have a real opinion on this for no reason whatsoever. Is a Twix a biscuit or a chocolate bar? Oh no, I don't know. Is the honest answer here because it's got a biscuit in it clearly, yeah. but like, I suppose it's a biscuit. It's got yeah. a biscuit in it. Yeah, it's mad. If it's a digestive, still a biscuit for having chocolate on it, and caramel. A caramel digestive, still a biscuit for having chocolate on Isn't it. Isn't it all about shape and quantities though? Because like you know, that digestive is more the quantity you're talking is more biscuits than chocolate, isn't it? Therefore, that's a, that's a I, I, honestly, I, I don't know. No, honestly, and I'm not going to get involved in it. <laughs> yeah, don't. Oh, yeah, don't get sucked in. Don't rise to this, it's a biscuit. Don't get drawn in. Um, yes, right, you can interact with the podcast if you're on YouTube right now, live, uh, by sending us some questions and thoughts and comments and reacting to the things that we do discuss. We are going to be talking it's about... two biscuits, actually. How it's... Yeah, it's two, it's two biscuits. Um, how we're feeling post-Darby and after a couple of days to kind of digest it all and the things that have fallen out since, how we're feeling about it all. Uh, and also, um, Dale Johnson from ESPN has done a great thread on... Well, I say great. It's not great if you really want to be if you want to be angry about well, it. No, great, great because it explains something really well to you. Yeah, um, it explains the handball, how the handball rule affects the VAR decisions in that game. And then we're going to talk about how we're coping without Virgil van Dijk and how we're likely to cope as well. Do you find it in the chocolate bar section of the shop though? Don't oh no, exactly, that's, that's, that's the problem. But I, it doesn't mean it, the shop's right. Yeah, if, if, but if it got moved... To there in would 10 argue, years' yeah. time. Would you argue with it? People would just say, we would, because yeah. people love to argue against change. Yeah. Um, but if you moved it, I think the next generation would accept it as a biscuit. But it's a bold move. I wonder if there's like tax exemption laws that could. That, that, well, that's if, it's, if, it's, if it's fully covered in chocolate, it can't go down as no VAT. So, like a digestive will, and a chocolate digestive won't have VAT on it. But if you fully cover a digestive with chocolate, you'll be paying VAT on it. So, if you, if you chose not to cover the bottom of the Twix. That's why Jaffa cake's a biscuit, not a chocolate cake, isn't it? I'm not sure on the. I don't. I'm not sure on the. On that's that. It's a different debate. I mean, it's, 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 it's it says cake. it's a cake. It but it's a biscuit. It's a cake. It says it's a cake. I know. And yeah. if they're telling you it's a cake, I don't care what the supermarkets say. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking still eat them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, I'm not getting drawn into this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we nearly did. Uh, right, yeah, we're going to be talking about all those things in a moment. But first, we have got uh, Ross and I've got a brand new book. It's out right now, and here's some wonderful details on that. Here. The second Red Men TV book, Champions of Everything, is available for sale right now. It comes in two editions, the standard edition and the special edition, which comes signed with a custom message of your choice and with a limited edition Red Men TV sticker pack as well. The book is huge. It is A4 size and it is chock full of insight. Photographs uh, from around the world following the mighty Reds who were reigning European champions, who won the Super Cup, who became champions of the world and then capped it all off with a 19th league title becoming champions of England. The book looks at the highs, lows, absolute insanity and bitterness of rival fans and some of the craziness from our own fan base as well along the way. It is available now on the Red Men TV store. Get involved. Oh, no, you're right. Three, yeah. is it two, cake? one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, 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 we're back. He's, caught, he's just Googled it and gone, oh, right, here's a cake, Jaffa, cake. cake. I mean, what, what part, what were you thinking? Were you, look, were you looking for like a subtitle on the box? Was no. it just the Jaffa oh, biscuit? Let's read it, let's read it. Because Jaffa cakes are a biscuit-sized cakes. Um, the product classification as a cake or biscuit was part of a VAT tribunal, so that's where it started. Oh, I know, I know. In 1991. Yeah. So they used to be called, they used to advertise it as a biscuit and have to change right. the cake for VAT reasons. Uh, so we're so all right. Right. But, but more accurately, it's a cake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, sounds. Um, yes, okay, we're going to dive um, We're going to dive into it. Um, yeah, <laughs> Billy Daffer. Are you on to the fact that Subway's bread has now not been classified as bread? Oh, wow. In, uh, I think it's Ireland because there's just too much sugar in it to actually classify it as bread. Wow. And a footlong's not a footlong. And when Chris breaks it, too many steak, steak knives. knives. 
Billy Tavos in the comments saying this is biscuit chat, this is how we're coping, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yes, let's dive into it. Uh, how are we feeling post Derby? I am um, the Toffee TV lads were in yesterday, and I just couldn't bring myself to be in conversation with them because I just can't. I can't be asked. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm okay. You know what I mean? It, it, I'll move on. The IX games looming, Chris, so that'll be my focus from probably the end of this podcast. But, um, like, not sad, disappointed, just disappointed or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think that during the whole, like, ever since the derby on Saturday, it, it's like they've won and we lost, and that's not true. Yeah. And that's a mad thing that I can't get my head around. They were top of the table. Yeah. And they absolutely made up with a draw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and towns. Yeah, and they're, which they're entitled to be. But you're right. It's all the other things. And again, this is this is my own daft fault for being on social media. But it's all the... It's because... And this is what we have to get used to. is because Liverpool have gone back to the top of the tree. And because they're everywhere. And they're all pervading. <coughs> and we're in everyone's face all of a sudden. And all of me, everyone's just... Get, loads of people are just wound up by the existence of Liverpool. More than they have been for years. So it's everyone having an opinion on Liverpool-related things. And how, like... Oh, but everyone has an opinion on everything. Oh, exactly, exactly. But it, no, I don't mind it when it's not th- things I don't I don't care about. <laughs> when it's things that I do care about, I, I, it winds me up. So, like I saw, like our good mate Flav going on about Klopp's uh, line about Virgil Van Dijk about waiting like a good wife when her husband's in prison or whatever, and taking umbrage with like a, a, a deep-rooted sexism and using that expression or something, and you're just like. <sighs> Life's just exhausting. Have you said that before, though? That line. Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. I said it before. Yeah, but it's again about it, ox. Yeah, yeah, it's just the fucking. It's the life's just fucking miserable enough without loads of other people pouring all over the ins and outs of everything you do around your football club. I, I kind of get why Everton fans are happy. If we conceded a, a legitimate goal in the last couple of minutes of a game and it turned out to be a draw, I think I would, you know. There's reasons to be made up, but I think you're right, you know. You, oh, we had you, it. You, you probably, we had it when Sander Vestavel kicked the ball off Don Hutchison and it crossed the line yeah. in the last in the last minute. Yeah. They were they were robbed of a fucking last minute winner in a Merseyside derby. Yeah. Absolutely fucking robbed. I mean, and you might be slightly too young to remember that and say so I was out in town, like we in a in the one four seven pack full of people and, and yeah, it was mad. So I get it. I've experienced that like having it clawed back from the brink because of a dodgy refereeing decision before. But no, you are you are but, right as well. But yeah, and but they they will have a couple of days, and they'll probably do the same. You know, they obviously don't have European football midweek, so they've got a long longer to stew on it than, than we have. Um, yeah, <laughs> so but it, it's true, isn't it? And they, they won't be happy with the Pickford thing. You know, I spoke to an Everton fan yesterday who said, you know, we got away with one for all the good that, that Pickford did. You know, a stupid challenge and the goal at the end, which should have been legitimate, he makes another mistake. Mm. So they've got their own problems to concentrate while what Liverpool doing, but. I saw another tweet that said, you know, they made up with a, with a draw, but that's the best team that they've had in the ten year, the ten year plus years that they played us. Probably the best chance of winning the derby. So they've got to be happy with the draw. Yeah, and to be fair, like there was a golfing class between the two teams. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know they were lucky to get a draw, and and that's that. And we're we're a miles better side than them. And now that they've come up and faced us with their best ever side, they've realised that I think deep yeah. down, and let let them have the fun. It's absolutely fine. And what I what I don't like about it all. Or, or, or what I do like actually in some ways is the lack of self-awareness that Everton fans have mm-hmm. around all this stuff because for the for years and years the shout is oh that's cop hype behaviour they get four wins under the belt in a run four wins yeah. and they do exactly the same stuff yeah because they're scousers yeah because they're the same people as we are yeah you know yeah. what I mean and they, and they think in this in similar ways we just happen to disagree on one I just, major thing the thing that's the thing that's the, the game itself is kind of done you know what I mean it is it is what it is and there's no it, it, the, the the cry arson about it kind of I just find it a bit tiresome because it's making us look like fucking entitled pricks you know in some instances and there's plenty of reasons to be to plenty of things to complain about um and 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 to be rightly annoyed and whatever you're about. What I don't kind of like in in the fallout to this is there's some legitimate points being made and they're being laughed off. What about this? By what about by what aboutism? But also because they just don't it, it, because people are going, oh, it's them them bleating scousers again. Them you know Liverpool complain. Liverpool asking questions of the VAR. And everyone else going, well, we've had bad VAR decisions. Well, fucking question them then. Well, maybe ask some deeper questions about how it's being used and blah, 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 rather than be accepting. And that, that's, a, that's a very fine balance between 
if you get if you get if your complaints are being written off as being whinges, then it undermines when you try to do try to do good things. I'm not going to kick up as much of a fuss if Burnley get a VR decision because you know I'm not as passionate about it as our local job. Everybody should be on the same side. You know, fighting against officials and the VR decisions. You know, and and that what you say there, Liverpool moan about it. Like all fans are in agreement of the same thing. The problem is, and I said this, I said this on the Ranley yesterday. It's the banter stuff on the internet. Banter doesn't exist between other fans on the internet. Banter exists between mates. I can make a joke, and you both, you'll both know what I mean. That that then that then folds into everyone else's opinion. So they'll see something on the internet and go, "Oh, that's out of order. That shit." Therefore, every other opinion after that, which might have some you know legitimate reasons behind it, is therefore just wiped away because mm. it's it's a Liverpool fan or it's this or it's that. The thing that got me, I was talking to you about this yesterday, Chris. I was in the the, the cafe at lunchtime. There's an Evertonian working behind the counter, and there was a, the radio was on. It said, "And Jordan Pickford will escape uh, uh, retroactive re- retrospective, you know, a ban or whatever punishment, or whatever for his challenge on Virgil Van Dijk." In the against Liverpool, and it was the, the headline was phrased just just enough to uh, you get the word Liverpool in, and it, to put the slant on it like Liverpool are seeking Jordan Pickford gets this gets this fucking ban, and it just triggers this lad. So he then starts ranting and raving and, sc- and shouting about how all Liverpool Liverpool are all rats and how. The, uh, it's just because it's Liverpool. They can't take a decision going against them, and it's all because of them. They want this, and they, you know, like, and it was like, fucking hell! Like, you know, it was like a proper like, blindsided by the anger and aggression that this kind of thing stoked up. Because again, it's just seen as like a, yeah. I, I get it. I don't expect. I'm, I'm sure because we we've defended Liverpool players in fucking plenty of situations in the past. Because you do, you're naturally going to bat for your own your own team or what have you. But I don't, yeah, it's this thing of like like it's Liverpool, it's like like somehow Liverpool are in charge of the fucking league and like Liverpool want a set of rules that are different for them. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the question if someone commits a serious foul play on a football field whether that should be looked at because we've seen that happen in other instances before. Um, but I don't like the idea that like Liverpool are trying to have the rules. All made towards themselves or whatever, which is how it's kind of being spun off the bat. But it, again, it's the news cycle, isn't it, Chris? Give it a day or two. Well, Champions League's back tonight, and people will be there'll be something. There's that absolutely in there. nothing wrong with Liverpool asking the question. And to go back to your 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 kind of way of talking about it, Liverpool aren't going to ask the question after Burnley get robbed of a VAR decision. Yeah. It's not in their best interest. Ultimately, Liverpool are going to do things that are in Liverpool's best interest. But if Burnley asks the question... Also, they're also going to do things that are right yeah. for football. Yeah. This isn't one where you can go, yeah, they're wrong. This is one where you go, oh, they're right. Why didn't we do that when we got robbed? Yeah. Like, And then you go, why didn't my club fucking stand up for itself? Isn't that what we should be doing here if you've been robbed? Liverpool have probably not put themselves in a great position for getting other Premier League clubs and whatever you're on side with them, given the current, you know, the things we've gone through with the um, Project Big Picture. Player safety, though, isn't it, at the end of the day? And there's a similar situation, which I think has been brought up, is Lo Celso mm-hmm. yeah. against Chelsea. And the guy who was on VAR happened to be the same guy that was on it on, on Saturday as well. But it's the protection of players. It, it, it's hard for Liverpool because how often do you see a similar incident to what happened with Pickford and Van Dijk? You don't. It's a rarity. So it doesn't get brought up every week. But there will be VAR decisions I, that need explaining. I is the thing I was thinking about this the other day. I the, I don't think Jordan Pickford's done himself any favours in this, and I don't think that it's right for people to. I, I, I've seen I've seen people again I, around like people's reaction and journalists talking about him, what have you. And I say this about we said this about the referee, but I think it's just as true with Jordan Pickford. I'm not going to sit here and demand an apology from fucking Jordan Pickford because fucking who am I and who gives who gives a fuck? But I don't think he's done himself any favours. I think you know you look at like um, they keep referencing like the tackle, the Son tackle on Andre Gomez. Like I'm pretty certain Son was very apologetic about that. I'm sure I, I, in my memory, I'm sure he apologised about it. Jordan Pickford comes out and goes. All he has to do is go. Oh, I'm sorry. I Bullshit. Bullshit. Why couldn't he just say it's a verge of Van Dyke? Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. He told her no. Yeah. Why has it got to be sourced on social media? No, for no, the no, fans no, to say no, no, no. True it's enough. A crock of shit. No, no. But as if he's if he's if he said sorry, and I don't know whether he has or yeah, hasn't, yeah, yeah. it's irrelevant whether he puts it on social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, but what I'm saying is, I, I, and whether he does or not, I, I'm not asked whether he does or doesn't. But I'm talking about being sympathetic towards people's causes and stuff because what what you're seeing is people saying that Jordan Pickford should be accountable and people saying that you know almost encouraging kickoffs and what have you about it. That these things are we we are our anger is always undercut by humanity and by people just 
just say, just go hold hand up and go. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. And maybe he doesn't give. Maybe he doesn't give a fuck. Maybe he's not asked. Maybe he's happy to be at the centre of a shitstorm. Maybe deep down, if he's seen that Evertonians are quite happy with him doing that, maybe he wants to curry a bit of favour by you know tapping into the sort more primal tribal side of Evertonians. Um, but it is one of those situations. Or maybe he said sorry, and the abuse that he gets on Twitter means that he doesn't go on, so he's not giving oh, a yeah, second yeah. fucking could, thought. Could be a whole, could be a you whole. You know what I mean? It's like, one of those things. Why you... should he apologise for people that give him shit? No, no, constantly no, 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 you're on absolutely, fucking social no, media. No, anyway, you shouldn't he... strive to live your life by what other people think of you. Yeah, no. And if he's happy with it, the courage of his convictions, that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't. Oh. I'm not going to like him anymore or less for him putting an apology out. The fucking thing was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, well, maybe his phone's on the top of the cupboard and he can't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it just goes back to all these things. You see, a low, it's been stirred up and people, people, are, people are fucking dead angry. I always find it funny that it's, it's in the absence of... When, the, the, when you don't have communication and you don't know the facts or the feelings or, or how other people are feeling about this, people fill the gaps with their own anger and their own, their own, their own experience on stuff. And again, it just it does an interesting follow-on from the referee and stuff. Like again, if David Coote just comes out and goes, I'm dead sorry. I just made a massive mistake there. I, 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 you know, I, I strive my best, but it's a busy, it's a, it's a, it's a pressure-filled environment, and sometimes I make mistakes. We'd be annoyed, but we probably go, all right, well, fuck, he's just a fella at the end of the day. Whereas he's people, people. Again, I just have to do. Just what does he look like? Who is he? Never heard him before. People, the game people last know night. more. Yeah, people find out more. People know more about David Coote yesterday today than they did the days before because they've had to go and seek out more information on him because because of because of the way it is and I've no idea I don't even know what his voice sounds like I don't know you know I didn't know what he looked like again all, all those things and so that it's yeah accountability is accountability is uh, is an interesting thing in this just to dive back um, Connor S sent a super chat in of seven ninety nine Australian mm-hmm. dollars um, biscuits go soft when they get stale cakes go hard. I don't know, yeah, apropos of something, but there you go. Um, right, uh, Dale Johnson, Chris, uh, you, you highlighted this to us. Uh, who's, uh, Dale Johnson, ESPN on Twitter, put a, a fantastic thread together about how the, the VAR is being implemented based off the new handball rules. I said and this during the comms. You did, he asked the question, certainly, and, and it was, and it's interesting because he, and he, as he points out in the thread, the, the both the VAR offside decisions, the the, the Virgil Van Dijk one leading to the foul by Jordan Pickford, and the Sadio Mane one leading to Jordan Henderson's disallowed goal, are both correct, given how the technology is currently used, uh, and also uh, how the how the, the handball rule has changed, which means that lines are not being drawn from armpits anymore. It's the upper arm. You can now technically play the ball with your upper arm. Because you can score a goal with it, exactly, um, and so and it's it wasn't maybe what we were all looking to hear, but it, it, it cleared up, and I thought it was wonderful. Saying it's been this all season, this is just the first example of it in in a, in a major match. Yeah, and it's it's annoying and and, and it's frustrating because. Ugh. Yeah, that that rule has changed, and we're the first ones to sort of die by that rule, as it were. But you can see it, and he he he, he, he talks really well about the rule, and he doesn't like put his opinion in it. He just essentially gives you the facts, so it's worth sharing. Actually, maybe we could put the link in the description um, mm-hmm. in a bit, and and then it, it basically just shows you exactly how it's done and how it's applied. Now the rule as is, when it it's been applied correctly, there is what they're saying. Yeah. Essentially, is what Dale's saying. Whether you agree with the rule or not, the issue, mm-hmm. um, but it has been applied correctly, and you can, and and then he, he talks about some of the like the still frame stuff about when the ball's being played and all that type of stuff. He talks a little bit about the future. That of it is as well. one of the complaints about this is is the frame rates, and it's that how accurately can you place the ball from the moment the pass is made, and what he's basically saying is there's like three frames that are used, and none of them are necessarily accurate because the actual perfect one could be between those three frames. And it's funny because the most people be like, what's that mean? But when you video world, editing, you can tell quite sound, easily. When you're trying to sound sync and you try to sync up two things, the amount of times when you sync up two audio tracks, even with a clap, and there's just a slight variation between them, and you can never truly get them to properly, properly match up is exactly is exactly that thing. Um it's. I just thought it's a really interesting thing. Is that Ross that it, it explains the f- the flaws of the system quite 
in quite a clear cut way, and, in, and again, in terms of these, what what um, allowance is being given? That there, I think there isn't an allowance yeah, being given. He said, he said, because we we spoke about this on the final word show, didn't we? And I thought there was an allowance, but he's cleared that up and said, no, the FA applied for an allowance, and was it FIFA or UEFA rejected it? Mm-hmm. Now there is a league around Europe using the I allowance think system. It's the Dutch league that's got but, an allowance, but we aren't. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make me feel any better. No. If being completely honest, but. And this boils down to what we were talking about yesterday, I think, of the communication between, you know, the, the referees or the officials and whatever else. And this is no disrespect to him, but it shouldn't take a journalist to explain to fans mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know, probably players on, on top of that as well, what, what the rules are. You know, had that David Coo come or David Coo or representative or the official, whatever, I said, like, listen, this is the rules. I'd have a, I think I'd be, I think I'd feel better. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not that it's not down to him, is it? I, I understand the ruling now. I understand the fact that you know we've fallen short of it, and there'll be many situations where other clubs have had different situations, and they've had. You know, Sheffield United was one of them. I think with the goal that was disallowed, like it was a mistake. They've they've had one. You know, it will happen to every team probably. But why can't why can't someone else explain that to us? Why is, why is the responsibility? Well, the responsibility isn't on him, but he's he's deemed it, and he does it every week. That's what as you're well. talking about. You, you you spoke about the final on the final wage, so didn't you? About the um, the Aussie guy who's now a ref and he's been a ref in the championship for about two years now. That guy yeah. who, and that video's gone around again, hasn't it? This I morning, yeah, last yeah. night, yeah. And, and and stuff. And you know, all it would have taken is for the referee to stand in the middle and go his shoulders offside, um, and. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, isn't it? And uh, again, it comes back to it, it's it's uh, whether it's an investigation off his own back to find out this, you know, which is good journalism to be fair, you know. Yeah, but yeah. and it's 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 good. It it it's fine for journalists to do that, but it's whether he's been briefed to do that. He's, he's asked the question. They're going, no, do us a favour and put this out. But put do you remember when Carragher did it at the start of last season on all this stuff, and he, and Monday Night Footy did one of these big shows, and everyone watched it, and everyone was like, okay, and because Carragher had been briefed with Neville and a load of other people, and then they all spoke about it for the first like five, six weeks of the season. The difference is there was a rule change, and no one's really spoken about that. Yeah. And whether that's an, I think it's an oversight personally. Yeah. In that they've changed the handball rule and then gone, oh fuck, this affects this. And then no one's been briefed kind of thing, but then referees don't need to brief anyone. It's in the rule. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The point was made, in again, by, by Dale, that if the, if the rules were the same as last season, both of them are bad. It's borderline, but in some ways, we're like, man, he's probably on side because if you go from the, if, if, if it's from the armpit... He's on sides, but you're right. You're right. It's, some, it's it's annoying that it has to be done in practice because again, when I'm looking at it, and we've all done it, we've all committed to it, and there's been days of analysis on it. Match the day of Grams. It's not just us. It's not just being us being reactionary fans, just giving our opinions without any knowledge backing it up. Like professionals have gone on professional produced television programs around the world and all gone. This is baffling. I've got no idea why it is. But when you understand the impl- implementation of the rule, it actually does make. More sense. It had to be. That was the only was the only reasonable explanation when you looked at it because the way the lines were being drawn, you could only be counting Manny's shoulder effectively as 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 counting towards being offside. Um, but it's it, that's why it's 
dead annoying because we've ended up being the guinea pigs. The, exactly, yeah. you know, and not really because, of course, everyone has been. We just—it's the first that's, time that, that it's cropped up that we. So it looks like us, and it's robbed us. It hasn't robbed us because if the rules are the rules, then we're not robbed. It's the rules, but um, it feel—it certainly feels that way because it's like my issue now isn't with VAR and the application of it. My issue is with the fucking rule. No, I said I've used this example before when I played um, playing in a snooker league and won, won a game on a black ball with it. My opponent potted the white off the black, and he thought it was just a respot. But my my the guy I was with had the rules and was like, no, it means you've lo- you've lost the game. So I celebrated. That guy was, oh no, it's fine. And he thought, and he, him not him not understanding the rule cha- changed his experience of the of the thing. And in those situations, imagine that it happens. You've got this. We go into football. Most of us hardcore football fans, lifelong footy fans who watch it religiously week in week out. We we pride ourselves on actually understanding the fundamentals of the game. You know, so when someone comes to us and asks us, we get to go. Oh, you don't understand the you don't understand the offside rule. Well, we don't, we didn't. None of us understood the offside rule. Not a single one of us understood what the offside rule was meant to be, and that's really annoying. Because yeah, that's um, it's just like someone coming in and rewriting a character on you and you made your favorite TV show in the middle of a series is yeah. The important really point annoying. there, or annoying point rather, is the Premier League is arguably the best league in the world. And VAR's been here for what two seasons now, or two seasons and a bit maybe. Why is it? Why is it being almost trialed still? You know, these should have practice. Yeah, only one full year. Was it yeah. only oh, last one full year? year. Sorry, with last and year. And we had the practices before that, so we had the, the FA Cup, didn't we? But the, non, no team should be a guinea pig for any of these situations. There should be, you know, okay, this season's been different because there was no pre-season, but you know, surely there should be like mock games in the off-season. So referees know about it. The fans can be yeah. educated oh, on it's it. Like, it's like it's you know, like if you play a computer, you're teaching someone how to play a computer game, and you right, I've told you all the buttons, and then you run through and you fucking score, and you go, oh, you move the keeper with this with yeah, with, yeah. with this button. It's just it. If it's Joe, been so you the rules, it's like playing computer games with you. It's been the rules <laughs> the whole time. How do you do that? I'll tell you after the match. Um, you you. The rules. This has been the rule all season, but it's like anything. It's like um, if a tree falls in the woods, kind of thing. Like we, it's it's just we've not noticed that it's been there. But that's fucking stupid. I, 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 somebody somebody's made a big mistake there by not, as you say, Chris, like identifying that at the start of the season. Here's the new season. Here's the new rules. Here's what the new rules mean. That I mean that that sounds like a really good piece of content that would get you lots and lots of views and probably maybe maybe drive a little bit of side income for your business or whatever. Like it's got time this afternoon, haven't we? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Shocking, really. Um, we've had a um, oh, just going back at it. We had a super chat coming from LFC Aaron actually four ninety nine. Uh, saying Everton fans saying we're carrying on too much about Pickford. Remember how much they cried when Son Edge Gomez hypocrite. You know, I know, and Aaron's right. And look, we all have this, don't we? We've all got our own our own laundry list of complaints about things that have happened in the past, but it goes back to, just just to dive back to that subject briefly, because you touched upon it, the whataboutism does no one any favours. It's uh, it's, it's tiring st- though, isn't it? It's tiring and it stops us from actually making positive changes, because nobody wants change. Nobody, I say this all the time, no one wants equality, people just want retribution for having not had been equal in the past. Well, we suffered from this in this regard, and I don't want this to see there's a wider issue, but it's like, you know, if you if if you fell foul of a rule, part of you kind of wants other people to fall foul of it so they can go through the shit that you went through with it. You don't necessarily want everyone no other people. It takes a very magnanimous human being to try to save other people from your own pitfalls. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. No, I want everyone to your character I want, in any way, next week to get loads of goals. Choked off for shoulder offsides. Yeah. It's the way it is. But then equally, I want the full to score shoulder goals. Yeah. I want Bobby to be the first one that fucking really means it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from from 30 yards out, bang. And he's the most likely to do it, if you think about it. Like, um, But yeah, really interesting stuff. I would highly recommend checking out Dale Johnson. It's Dale Johnson ESPN on Twitter. And I'm sure I'll put the link in the comments or, or below or what have you. Um, so yeah, uh, the knock-on effect of, of, of most of this stuff leads us to no Virgil van Dijk. Um but also, sorry, before you move on, did you see the, com- the computer stuff for the VAR that they're going to try and get it automated and with the fucking heat maps and all that type of stuff? Well, at least it, at least if you, if you can put automated... Because the moment, 
it's like um, that episode of South Park where Cartman tr- pretends to be a robot. And that's what VAR is at the moment. It's like some fellas in, in cardboard robot costumes going, VAR says incorrect decision while their hands are shaking on the mouse trying to put the lines in, in, in the right place. Um, it's, 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 <laughs> it's humans masquerading as technology at the moment. Whereas, I mean, look, if you've got, I mean, Chris, you watch, you watch tennis. The Hawkeye stuff in tennis, they get it wrong. It gets it wrong every now and again. But I, I, I suspect that people are a lot more forgiving of it, generally speaking, because it's a, it's like goal line, it's more goal line technology in that regard. If it gets, if it goes wrong, it's annoying, but it's right so often that yeah, there's, you put there's, there's, trust there's in room it. for error, isn't there? there? Yeah, yeah. I suppose the, the the easier thing with stuff like tennis and cricket is it's just it's a still camera. And it's very obvious, you know, it's not fucking 70 yard width of a pitch or whatever it is and all that type of stuff. And there's not loads of bodies flying in and out. You can be offside at any point in... Well, many 50, 60 yards of a football of a football field, and, and having the far side to yeah. the cameras, and having something in line with that is not. Yeah, you're right. It's like cricket, and it's all yeah, it's all fixed, isn't it? So it makes it much easier for them and stuff like that. And you know, I think it's much easier for people like the umpires in tennis because they've got a really good view of everything. Because guess what, they're fixed and everything's right in front of them, and they know where they're supposed to be looking. So yeah, giant yeah. referees in football sat on top of the stand. No. I have a laser. I had it for a second. A laser that's tagged to the last defender's boot and just moves up and down with the last defender. <laughs> I think Robin's got a pair of them for school shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, okay, Virgil van Dijk. Um, yeah. The batteries run out fairly quick. Yeah. yeah. We, um, I mean, look, here's the thing, Chris, for all of the, you know, mo- moving forward from the derby, it's done now. You know, uh, what, regardless, who's that? Look, we're asked. There's not going to be any punishment for Pickford. I just don't see it as important now because you can punish Pickford all you want for two things. Two things: it doesn't bring Virgil Van Dijk back, and Everton are worse with him in goal anyway. Uh, so it's actually a punishment to leave him in the side. If we're being perfectly honest, but um, Virgil's he's out. He's out for the season. He might be out for the start of next season if we're, if we're if we're unlucky with that. Um, we're going to have to deal with it. Do you ascribe to the to the notion that Liverpool are fucked because Virgil Van Dijk is not around? <sighs> There's a part of me. That, the there's a part of me that thinks we are, yeah. but there's also the part with the brain that goes. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> We've got loads of boss players here. Yeah. Um, my my issue, and I think everybody's issue here, is probably I'm a, my concern is more about the fitness of the other centre halves. Mm-hmm. I think if you said to me, "Look, Gomez and Matip are going to be fit and available all season," then I go, "We're not fucked." Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that we are fucked because Virgil's gone, but it's fucked by proxy because I think we'll have more than just Virgil gone at some points during the season, and at those points it's going to be a real struggle for us. The rumours are Hendo's in line for a centre-back berth and stuff as well, I've heard. Not just Fabinho, like, which wow. is which is a bit of a mad one. like. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult but I don't see that we dropped to 60 points this season because of no Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. And I don't think the league was going to be won on... I don't think you needed 95-plus to win the league this season. Yeah. So we're still going to be there or thereabouts, and I still fancy us for the title. There's a point you've been making for a while, Ross, and it, it, it feeds out of the transfer window. And it wasn't... The problem, the problem was that we don't have enough bodies to some extent at centre-half. So, like, you lose Lovren and there's not a direct replacement being bought. So there's a... That feels like an obvious... Back about now, no, yeah, yeah. Um, That feels like an obvious problem, but it wasn't just that. It's Chris, Chris mentioned it. It's the fitness things. No one's got a problem with Joe Matip. Joe Matip is, is an outstanding centre-half. Joe Gomez is brilliant too. And I think one of them's more injury-prone than the other. I think the Gomez... I've said this plenty of times. I think Gomez's injury record or injury-proneness is overstated, but Matip's isn't. And so we, we were always going into this season with that with that thing. Oh, Two and a half centre backs. Yeah, exactly. Because, because you know, you just don't know. You can't guarantee that Joe Matter will be able to put five, ten, fifteen, let let alone thirty odd, thirty four, thirty three games down. Yeah, it's difficult to to be concerned at the loss of Virgil Van Dijk because he's so good and world class, and not be worried about it. But at the same time, you can still be all right with the centre backs that you've got. Mm-hmm. And it's already a concern because John Matic might not be fit for tomorrow's game. Yeah. So, you know, where do you go from then? And the difficulty, difficulty on top of that is getting people in. So, you can't get someone in for decent money of decent quality who's going to come in, say, January time and replace Van Dyke. Because as soon as Van Dyke's back, 
you know, he, he's gone out the door. I think we've got enough in our locker, but I think what also plays into my mind is the form. So, obviously, oh, we get back to 70 by Aston Villa is, is a bad buy, but even, like, towards the back end of the last season, we've conceded a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. But those centre-backs and Joel Matt and Joe Gomez might just need to run a game behind them. And, you know, they well, they're going to have to. They haven't got a choice at them, and it is develop a partnership, develop leadership within them to guide Liverpool on that back line and all the stuff that Van Dyke does and the organisation of stuff as we said yesterday someone's going to have to step up to that and because we're not, we're not we haven't seen it because Virgil van Dyke's been available the whole time the concern was and we joked about this yesterday one of those two will get injured and Van Dyke will be there the whole time now the guy that's always fit is injured and out for a, a longer period yeah. you'd lose all those qualities that Van Dyke has and you're trying to replace it with two lads who may or may not be fit The, the one side on this Chris, is that Liverpool have had Virgil van Dijk all season and we've conceded 13 goals in the first five games. There's outliers to that. And yeah, I'm not, not suggesting... Losing him, I'm not No, and I'm not going to sit here and suggest for a single second that Liverpool will be better. I mean, that looks it looks two ways. Is What I'm saying is is that we, we've not been brilliant defensively regardless. So Virgil van Dijk hasn't been perfect. So we actually, you know, it, it, he... It's not. It's not a solid point to be perfectly honest. But but in addition to that, it does lead into that fearful side of things. If we were conceding thirteen goals in five games with the best centre half in the world in our team, that doesn't bode especially well for what happens. Yeah. After that, look. The, the, the thing, that, and I'm surprised none of us have mentioned it so far, is Allison's fitness plays a big thing in, yeah. into all of this, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if Allison comes back sooner rather than later, and you know, rumours are that he's he's back in training, bless you twice, okay. um, that he's back in training and stuff. And if he can come back in and we can get a settled back five, they'll improve over the next six to eight weeks. I think that's important to recognise. And you know, I think Jürgen might have to do something slightly different with the defence. And you know, there's a lot of talk about the high line. I'm not going to get into that. But you know whether that be with the midfielder, midfielders protecting the defenders more or whatever, who knows? I think Liverpool have got better um, from the midfield and the attack this season. And, and by better, I mean you know I think Thiago's world class and improves our midfield three. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would argue. I think Firmino, Salah, and Mane. Salah and Mane certainly look like they're playing better than they did last season, yep. or arguably the same. Um, plus, with the addition of your Jota as well, the, and the integration of Minamino, there's the potential there for Bobby to get better with more rest time, mm-hmm. and our backups are better. So, look, we've taken a hit defensively, but our forward players are better, and oh. our midfielders are better. Yeah. So, and if we can get the goalkeeper back in, I wonder if there's a, if there's just no net difference yeah. to how good our side is. It's an interesting point, and I, I mean the the the. the to kind of stretch that point out to, to some extent is that there's a not there's a I've seen a few people say this so just just kind of go the other way. Liverpool we need to rely a bit. Liverpool needs to be a bit more clinical. I think for this to work, but maybe there's just a degree to which we built. We, yes, we built our title success on defence, and I wouldn't like us to go back to being super porous again. But there is something to maybe the the, adjust, the adjusting is okay. You either go want you go the other way and you be a bit more defensive. You you add a bit more. So you, you you screen the midfield a bit better. You put a two man, you know, two two DMs in front or whatever. Or the alternative is you just go, you know what, just fuck it. All of our all of our talent, we're, our, our talent all lies at the other end of the pitch now. So let's just double down on the things that we're really good at. And I do wonder whether because this kind of goes back to the point of we're conceding goals anyway. And this is not there's not enough data in this to to back this point up. But if you if you feed into Klopp's, we're going to attack the title thing this season anyway. We were always planning on being a more front foot side. We were always likely to concede a few more goals this season anyway. Yes, it adds more pressure on the front line, but just just fucking go for it because there's no point if you've got a cap goalie and you've got you've got a weakened centre half what's the point in continuing to rely on those guys you might as well rely on the other guys yeah it's the attack is best form of defence Laura yeah. isn't it the, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard also because and you won't be able to quantify this but if you're a forward in the Premier League now and this isn't a slight on Joe Gomez or Joe Matic, but you know, there's been so many compliments of Virgil Van Dijk and what he does. Troy Deeney being one of them, like I know he's not there anymore, but he's like, I won't go near Van Dijk because I'm going to get no change out of him. If you're a Premier League striker now or a midfielder or a winger, whatever, you're going to go Sam for Virgil Van Dijk's not playing, and that psychological psychological edge that that gives them on Liverpool's defence means that teams will probably come out a lot more because mm-hmm. they'll get more out of Joe Matip and, and Joe Gomez can, and, and they'll bully them a little bit as well probably Can I offer a slight uh, crumb of solace maybe mm-hmm. is that no one ever attacks down our left hand side 
I think they might do now, and I think you'll find that Robbo's a better defender than Trent. Yeah. And that between Gomez and Robbo, we might be able to deal with situations slightly better than between Gomez and uh, Trent on the right-hand side or whoever that is. It's possible, certainly. Because um, yeah. they just avoid the left, yeah. always. And, you know, maybe maybe that changes. And, look, it, there's a point worth making, and actually it's, it's kind of... Uh, Kenny Mugan's made the comment here saying everyone's writing us off now and actually give the players all the determination to prove them wrong. I'm, I'm going to Joe Gomez and go, this is your time, mate. This is your time. Now, you thought your time was going to be alongside Virgil van Dijk. Well, boo fucking who, it's not. You, your job is to get in, get fit and be and reach your full potential because he's that age. This, this, this should be Joe Gomez's 24, 25 season. now. He's 23, I think 23 going 24 this year. So this is, if he's not already 24, but the, this, is the, this is the season now. This has is, is got to be your first season as a proper senior footballer. You're not a kid anymore. I'm not using rotation anymore. If I'm going to give you Virgil van Dijk's role, then it's up to you to, to own it and, and, and make sure that you feel that you belong in it. And if he, look, if he does, and, it, and look, football's filled with this, we just forget the rides sometimes because you know we get so used to players hitting the ground running or they settle in that we've got loads of world class players and, you, and look we all remember the journey but we don't th- I don't think we think about it and focus on it too much we just presume that when someone's world class they were always going to be world class whereas every footballer has their moment and it's their opportunity when it, it drops in front of them and it's whether you you hit a top bin or whether you, you you take your chance or miss it or whether you're too scared to take the opportunity world class players grab those opportunities and move forward Joe Gomez if if he if he backs up the talent that he's shown so far, this could be the making of Joe Gomez. If he doesn't, he won't. And Liverpool Liverpool might be in shit, and they might have to deal with something. They might have to go out and find another solution. But they will. I I I would say Liverpool will if that happens. We've now got a few months where they've gambled on the defence. I think I think they took a, took a calculated gamble because Virgil Van Dijk never gets injured. So that's a pretty it's a pretty reasonable person to put a gamble around, and him getting a, a, a random ACL injury doesn't disprove that theory. It just proves that you can be unlucky in, in things. Matip is a question mark, and I think they've got all the faith in the world in Joe Gomez and maybe one or two of the young players as well. Um, they've now got till January, I think, Chris, to prove. And I think yeah. if there is a catastrophic problem there, they Liverpool will have to go. Will yeah, have I, to I go agree with them. that. I think you know if we're there or thereabouts, they won't they won't spend. Um, because they'll probably think more about next season and what they can do this season without them. I actually, this might this loads of people may disagree with me on this. I actually think Joe Gomez is better suited to a left-sided centre half. I just don't think you'd ever play him there because it's Virgil's position. I think uh, for for what Joe and his his technical ability and his speed and everything else that goes in, it's better suited to a covering centre half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he I think Matip's better in the tackle. And when I think about how teams attack Liverpool, you know, you think about that one where they always cut in on Trent and Gomez. Gomez isn't very good tackling in that situation. He's beaten quite easily. Mm-hmm. But if you've got an inverted winger on the other side, you're coming into Joe's right foot, which I think puts him in a better position to be able to make a tackle. I think Matip, with his longer legs, I think he's a better tackler anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he's able to stick that sort of trailing leg out further and almost block that shot or block that cut inside a little better. I just think he's a better tackler as well. Yeah. So I actually think that Joe Gomez may up his game for just being in a position that suits him slightly more. Yeah, A lot of these decisions might depend on the fitness of the midfield because we're obviously quite well stocked. But like if Matip or Gomez gets injured, you know, we spoke about before about Fabinho dropping the row, you just mentioned Henderson. But we need, for those to do that, we need Cater to be fit, we need Chamberlain to be fit, we need we need options in midfield. Oh, yeah, Chamberlain. Yeah. So we're not, we're not taking away those and then you suffer it, like your defence is sound, but your midfield's a bit fucked because, you know, you're using numbers. We've got abundance of midfielders to use. So it's not as, as bad as you think. And I think it's a lot of expectation on a, a Reese Williams or, you know, a, a Cometio, a young centre-back to go into the Premier League or Champions League football and go, listen, there's no Matip there's, or, or, and or Gomez and Van Dijk do what they're doing because it's an impossible task for them. Yeah. It's unfair. And, and look, at the moment, you know, I think there's enough there that that's not... Cometio, Vandenberg, Williams, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be seeing them playing games soon. You know, we shouldn't do... There should be enough there between... Again, you move for being your back if you have to. Yeah. You know, ideally, it's just, it just going doesn't matter because there's your first two-choice centre-hours that are fit. Then you maybe look to bring Fabinho in if you need to. And then you've got a question about whether you want to get the young lads in. But it's the, my, my, the point on that is exactly the same as the one I've just made about Joe Gomez. It's not ideal. Yeah. But, again, what are you going to do? <laughs> We're going to forfeit. You can turn around and go, all oh, right, I'm sorry, Premier League. Um, Weren't we knocking on the door asking for null and void at the weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's day. It's a day. It's got to be just careful. It's a villa now. Yeah, exactly. I would. People's fears, I think, have come from last season. As I mentioned, the, the form that we were kind of in, but also so far this season. So two decisions at the weekend. You lost your best defender, and you always think like how much Allison's injured on top of that as well. Yeah, we've like you'd like to think we've used up all our bad luck so far this season but it doesn't work like that so people have been fearing and going well it'll just get worse particularly with two centre-halves that are, are injury prone and then you know but that can happen to any team in the league well it, it, because it happened we've seen it this is now the second time that we've had this you know we went there's a bit a bit of an issue with Liverpool's depth of centre-half and then we had it when Fabinho starts against Chelsea and it's like Sad. ah Right, well, Matip and Gomez. Well, no, but Matip and Gomez were injured yeah. for that game. First, almost the first hurdle after us going, uh, we should really have bought someone there, and we never. And then we get two centre halves injured b- b- before the game, and now obviously this has happened. Is that it's there? It's a, it's a lingering thing. It's a lingering fear. But I don't know. I, 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 you can't, it's only speculate. Everything beyond this is speculation because you just never know how kids are going to react to things. Same thing as the, the I made a point. I've just done a video on my my channel. It's going out today. And I made the point about I know. Believe it or not, because yeah, TV got a sponsor. <laughs> um, the um, the um, who is it? Uh, One football, solid football app. Also sponsor this channel, so it's fine. Um, the um, but not this content, so I can't encourage anyone to do anything. Um, the, yeah, Trent Alexander Arnold gets chucked in, and none of no one watching Trent play at Old Trafford thought this kid's going to be the best right back in world football. No one, they just didn't. They thought, oh, good, we've got a solid little player here. He might, he might do all right. And again, that is. That's a, that's a once-in-a-generational thing. So the odds of us throwing someone, another lad in, so throwing Cometio in or Williams or whatever, and then going on to be as good as Virgil van Dijk is, is incredibly unlikely. But it's possible because we've got a good track record of throwing lads in and then being quite good in terms of youth players. So, yeah, you just you just never know. Hopefully, hopefully Matip's just superhuman for the rest of the season. We'll see. And Mr. Mitt here with the 22 knocks. I uh, said, so use Van Dijk in a wheelchair would still be great. Yeah, it's positional sense. You don't lose your positional sense just because you can't, you know, run. Yeah, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Um, right, sad. Uh, thanks, everyone, for getting involved. If you're here live on YouTube, you can become a YouTube member uh, for all of our future live streams and use uh, our custom emotes in the comments and you also get the final word show uh, which this week was the Merseyside Derby obviously it will be Sheffield United next week one bonus show for people who are club legend uh, and club captain uh, tier members uh, yeah thanks so much for that uh, I hope you do go and pick up the book as well we've got very limited copies uh, of the special edition with the stickers and the signed edition and all that so get involved while you still can uh, other than that gents thank you very much it's been an absolute pleasure for you know the, uh, some really shit depressing topics I think we've done alright there <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thanks very much to all of you guys. And we'll see you soon. Ta-da. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.